Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Are you ready to experience the thrill? Berwick BMW is your destination to experience the range of BMW M&M performance models. Book your test drive with Neil Phillips and the super team at Berwick BMW today. LMCT 8953. Matty Johns is going to join us right now. Matty, um, good afternoon. I'm just so excited to hear the final part of this Terry Hill tale. You would have heard some Terry Hill tales in your, in your time. I have heard and seen plenty of <laughs> Terry Hill stories. <laughs> How are you, boys? You going good? Yeah, I, I, good. On on that spot, I, I got to congratulate you. Great, mate. Really enjoyed the read, mate. It oh, was thank you, a, man. Uh, great book. I tell you, it's you know really interesting. I was thinking about this before. Was that uh, it's interesting the highs and lows of sport and how the highest high oftentimes you know straight after it becomes lowest low. And re- reading your book in 1990, where you go away in the kangaroo tour, you come back to South, and basically for you it's all systems go, headed for superstardom mm. and find yourself in reserve grade. Yeah. I tell you, that resonates with a lot of people. Yeah, thanks, Matty. Uh, no, I, firstly, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped that I'm actually on the show on Sunday to talk about the book, um, but I, I really enjoyed uh, writing it. Just the chapters come together, but... They're the highs and lows. Um, I'm from western suburbs of Sydney, worked hard, trained hard, mm. always did my extras, and I'm, I'm wrapped that the book's come together. But, you know, talking about Terry Hill, we've got stories. He was like the human sprinkler, and we're all telling the boys that <laughs> in 1990, it was my first um, you know, introduction to Terry Hill, and he, I'll just cut the story long story short. He, he used to go through my towel and make it wet all the time, but he'd always use my towel. So to get back then, my dad said, hit him with a one-two, and the one-two was the uh, not deep heat. Remember Capo? Capo was yeah. the... Yeah, Cap... Yes, Capsulin. Oh, Capsulin. So I, I rubbed him in his undies, and this particular yeah. afternoon, I'd had a shower, my towel was dry. He came out, and as you know, as a sportsman, it's very hard to stop perspiring. And he come out, and he started, he put his jocks on. I'm going, you're gone here. And he started dancing around. He kept going, oh, oh, I'm gone. And back then, little Reggie Rabbit said, mate, go outside and cool it out. But what it does, it generates more heat. The last thing yes. I seen, Matty, when I was walking out, was him in a 20 kilo, I remember a 20 kilo uh, Vaseline, and he sloshed his balls <laughs> with Vaseline. <laughs> I then get home. My dad goes, how'd you go? I said, Dad, I smashed him with a one-two. Oh, and then it took uh, him two uh, years sorry, to mate. find out it was me, mate. Uh, we had a strength and conditioner who was a bit of an oddball. Terrific bloke, but a bit of an oddball. We're going into a big game. We hadn't been playing well, and he starts talking about commitment. And he goes, my commitment, I'll show you some commitment, boys. And he reached and got a, a handful of capsulin and just started rubbing it in all areas of his genitalia and anus, right? And we, he's standing there, and I'm going, oh, this is going to end bad. Basically, about 10 minutes later, we had to call an ambulance to go for you. Know? <laughs> but, but Terry, I'll I, I tell you one thing about Terry, was I remember myself and Joey going into the first ever Origin camp in 1995, and we're just really young blokes, but... Yeah. And you're a little uneasy going in there. Like it's like a, when you're going to your first day, it's like walking into the first day of school. It is. 
And we go we go to uh, Danny Sufu that night. I'm not going to say who it was, but one of the players is sort of chipping me and Joey a little bit, just sort of having a little bit to say, which we thought at first he was mucking around. And then it started to get more and more personal yeah. to the point he said, mate, you know, what's it like living in Newcastle, living under power lines your whole life? Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this is getting a bit, you know. Then he, uh, they brought the lobster out and he goes, I'll oh, have a look at it's from Newcastle. Of which we sort of looked at each other and said, what do we do? Well, um, Terry walked up and grabbed him and, mm-hmm. said, and dragged him outside and said, mate, if you want to carry on, you know, I'll, um, I'll take your part. Yeah. So for all the stuff about Terry, I, I, I remember speaking to him a few years ago and just saying that, you know, those are the things you look back on and you say, you know, for all Terry's mucking around and, you know, and sledging and all that sort of stuff, I'm indebted to mm. him for that. That showed a bit of quality. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the other thing is when I signed for Manly, Matty, Bozo sat there and um, he said, how much money you want? And Frank Stamp was sitting there. He had no idea who I was. And I said, Bozo, I don't want money. Who are you signing? He goes, I'm signing Dave Gillespie and Terry Hill. And I said, where do I sign? He goes, do you want to know about the money? I said, the money will come, Bozo. I want to win a comp. And he looked at Frank Stanton. He said, Frank, I told you, we need to sign this bloke, meaning myself. But um, yeah. Terry looked after the outside backs, as you know, mate. And, and Dave Gillespie formed a great combination uh, in the Manly days. Manly para this weekend, Matty. Um, t- just back to last week with, with Manly. Um, and okay, swing around to Melbourne because we're going to see them again tonight. Yep. Can you give us some intel into what has made Melbourne so good this season? Now, I hadn't seen Melbourne play for a while until they played against Manly last weekend. And, yeah, okay, they, they, they're scoring a lot of points. But to me, it looks like they still control the ruck better than any side in the yes. competition. Is that is that still the key to why they're so good? Adam, I think it's twofold. They, they do control a ruck well, but... They're the best team at uh, adapting to rule changes in the league. You, you, when there's a rule change, you never hear Melbourne blow up about it. Mm. They just immediately get on with it and, and adjust. And I rem- the year was two- going into the 2009 season. They've been belted by Manly, and then there was a, a, an edit coming out that you know that edith they're going to speed up the rucks. And that was designed to, sort of to, uh, to a lot of ways, disadvantage Melbourne. Well, they won the comp that year. Mm. And again, with the sped-up rules, people are going, well, this is going to be interesting to see how Melbourne go. Melbourne have got better. So it's the ability to, to, to adjust. Um, and the other thing, Adam, it's just the standards they set. And yeah. when a young player goes into the Melbourne Storm, from the moment he goes there, they understand after the first training set, session what is acceptable and what, what's going to be tolerated. And what is not going to be tolerated, and it's a, it's a pretty tough school, mm. and so you know the players operate within that, and you don't see them, you know, you you don't see those standards drop you know, very often, uh, and that's why it keeps them at the top. You know, there's a lot of debate at the moment about who are the premiership sides, and you know, does this side have a prem, premiership roster? Does this side? Well, the thing about it is uh, developing a premiership roster isn't just about talent it isn't about finding the best kids and putting them in there it's about getting young players in there and having a three or four year plan teaching them standards teaching them about football and then seeing them you know then seeing them develop from you know from then on too many clubs get there and go oh geez we haven't got the roster and go on a big buying spree yeah uh, with no you know all they're looking for is a success spike that's what they're looking yeah. for. Instead of going right up, you know, it's like learning the grand piano. Someone said to me 10 years ago, I said, I'd love to learn the piano. They said, oh, go on, start now. It'll take you 10 years. And I went, ah, oh, 10 years, <laughs> I can't be bothered. Well, that 10 years has turned into 15 years. If only I'd picked it up, I could have been like Chopin. 
by now. Yeah, but that's what it is with clubs, <laughs> is that they get there and they're too impatient. They don't look ahead for three or four years and say, right, let's take our time, let's develop these kids, like Sheens did with that 2005 Tiger sites. Yeah. Everyone wants success tomorrow. Yeah, Matty, I'm, I know you know the Melbourne system. I had a weekend last Saturday, I had um, Sean Gallick's son, Bronson, come to yep. a session with me. Um, he's actually picked up a little contract down at Melbourne Storm. Uh, yes. Panisi's been in touch with him, and, mate, I think it's a great opportunity. I've, I've watched him play uh, New South Wales Cup for Newtown, but... It's just I, I, what I just said to him, what I've heard, is that when you go down there, mate, you've got to do everything 110%. When they go and tell you to go and dig a ditch, ask yep. how many they want. Yes, that's it, Spud. He'll go on an army camp um, when he gets there. They'll, they'll, straight away, they'll test his character there, sleep-deprived. Mm. You know, my young bloke, when he did the foo and he did the army camp down there, he came back two days later for the Christmas break and he was yelling in his sleep. Oh, um, wow. I kid, I kid you not. Wow. I kid you not. He said, Dad, they, I was out there, and he said, mate, I sleep deprived. They had me isolated in the middle of nowhere. I started hallucinating. And I was like, geez, you're just like your uncle. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, but uh, well, you know what? When you talk about standards, right, so there you go, Spud. So the moment that Bronson signs that has been given the go-ahead that he's going to go to Melbourne Storm, yep. the first thing he does is to go to you and trains hard. Yeah. So straight away he knows that if I don't turn up there, rock hard, fit and ready yep. to go, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, well, that's what I said to me, Matty. He's, um, he came last Saturday and he turned up with his um, with a single on. I went, okay, um, you've got to wear T-shirts when you train first day. You're not going to show me your arms. <laughs> and ended up doing it. Uh, mate, seriously, I did an old routine where 30 seconds on, but I gave him a minute rest. You had to... It's an old one. It's a rugby league one. You do, you've got to do over 1,000 metres in 30 seconds. you got six efforts at 30 and you've got to average 166 metres. Usually for 30 seconds, it's 150. So you've got to have a crack. So he ripped out at one, one, uh, 170. So he's got four in his bank. He ended up failing miserably. He ended up walking away. I ended up taking a video of him sitting down, feeling sorry for himself. I then sent it, sent it to his dad, Shauno, old Gallo's pie, saying, mate, welcome to first grade. I then sent it to him. I said, you never, ever sit down in my sessions again. Yeah. And he come back and said, mate, respect. Yeah. So he's going to learn. Yeah. Um, what a great, I said, mate, what a great opportunity to get down to Melbourne. I, you know, you look at coaches, I would love to have been coached by Bellamy and, and Wayne Bennett. Should have put some capo in his yeah. undies. He wouldn't have sat down <laughs> again. <laughs> well, the one on that, another one on that, which is, which is interesting and more proof from the pudding, was that um, when they did one of their first uh, training in the preseason this year, Young Remus Smith, Tyrone's young fella, and, and Chock's nephew, he, he's gone down there. And, you know, the, he was just sort of just treading water at the Bulldogs. I must say I was really surprised they let him go because you can see his obvious talent. But my young bloke filled him, filmed him at the end of the first training session, and you could see Remus in his face was just sitting there, and he was just downcast thinking, how hard was that? <laughs> I've got another. I've got a whole preseason that, and you know, Cooper had the music, a little darkness, my old friend. <laughs> but, but look at him now. Yeah. Like, look at Remus now. He's fulfilling his potential. There's a price you've got to pay. Yeah. That's it. If you want to, if if you want to make it, and you, and you want to reach your potential, you've got to pay the price. You've got to go. You've got to go into. You've got to be laying there the night before a training session, going, "Man, I'm nervous. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do yeah. this." So then the game becomes easy. You get used to pressure. Yeah, there's um, Brooksy's just caught up the from uh, Brandon Smith. His Instagram, he's got a photo of it there, and it, he does look like a corpse, poor old Remus, at the end of the first training session. <laughs> oh no, this is Brandon Smith's Instagram, and he looks like a corpse actually. Back in 2016, <laughs> December yeah. 12, and there's water bottles everywhere, and there's people just standing up looking at him, going, "Yeah, welcome, welcome to Melbourne yeah. Storm." Um, Gutherson, 
this issue, mm-hmm. um, Matty. So mm-hmm. I don't know where it ends, and eventually it'll sort itself out. Same Ayub's on the case and whatever. Yeah. Give us a, a story of where you, you really enjoyed the negotiation and another one where it was like, oh, my God, I'd, I'd rather eat a kilo of Brussels sprouts raw than do that ever again. Well, it was the one I really enjoyed was the Super League one. <laughs> of course, uh, me and Joey walked in there. I was on 15 grand. Joey was on 12 and a half. So, I mean, I just love the fact that he was on less than I was. Uh, but you walk in there and all of a sudden, I had the first inkling that I was getting poorly paid because I used to say to teammates like Mark Lanville, he'd say MG was a terrific player, such a pro. Right. But he was a pro. He used to say, if they don't pay me, I wouldn't play. And that just that mystified me. The fact that I was being paid was such a bonus. And so the first the first sort of idea that I got or, or, or um, trigger that I was being underpaid was I made the country origin side yeah. and I'm sitting in between Lazo and Ricky Stewart and they're talking basically across me and Lazo's talking to Ricky about the offer he's had at the Broncos, and Ricky goes, oh, yeah, what are we talking about? And Lazo says something like, oh, half a million. And I'm sitting there going, well, I'm on 15 grand. And I'm given a second-hand car to drive around, which had wires coming out of the tyre. I couldn't open up the driver's seat. I had to climb through Dukes of Hazard style. And every time I put the foot on the brake and took the foot off the accelerator, yeah. it actually, the, the car shut down. So I used to have to, I used to go up to, to the lights so I get a red light, keep my foot on the accelerator, pull the handbrake on, and it was like everyone thought I was trying to drag them off. To a burn but, 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 yeah, but that's that's what it was. And the one that was difficult was uh, about halfway through the '97 season when sides were starting to tighten their belts as far as salary cap was concerned after the madness of Super League. Uh, they sort of they, they, there was a hint there that they said we're not going to be able to keep you and Joey. So surprise, surprise, wow. they were sort of shopping me around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so even up until the day, uh, the grand final day in '97 there was a real chance that was going to be my last ever game. And it wasn't, the contract wasn't, didn't come through until about two weeks after the grand final when we had to go to a sponsor's deal with Impulse Airlines with a new sponsor and we had to pose with the Impulse Airlines on our jerseys. And I'm standing there going, I can't stand there in the jersey. I haven't signed yet. Mm. And about an hour after that, the contract came through. Mm. And so that one was a bit, that, that got a little bit hairy. Yeah, but uh, but you know, I feel sorry for the Gutho situation. Like, you know, they're saying he went in there and asked for a million bucks. Well, yeah, so he should. Well, yeah, why, why, you know, why shouldn't you, you go in there ask for a million? You walk out with nine hundred and happy days. Mm. But you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of players of of Gutho's standard are getting you know um, getting very very well paid, and you can't knock a bloke who, in my opinion, has been their best player now for a couple of seasons to go in there and ask uh, top dollar. Yeah, it brings back memories when you were smart. You said you were on 15,000. I remember I went on the Kangaroo Tour in 1990 and I had an incentive to play for Australia. I ended up picking up an extra 20 grand. But when I went overseas here in the Alan, Alan Langers and all these fantastic players, and what every contract, they all had double zeros. I had nothing. <laughs> so it felt like a pauper. Hey, yes, um, I know. The clicking, the clicking to shut the dog up ain't working, is it, Matty? I'll do that no, as well. No, no, I've got Charlie. It's honestly King Charles Cavalier. Every time a dog goes past barks out. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do, Charlie. I mean, if I leave... They've got a bit of fight in them. Um, Oh, they have. Tonight, you just imagine this juggernaut rolls on for for Melbourne? Um, Yes. Well, not so sure. I I think it does, Adam. This is going to sound crazy. I think it's a tricky game. 
for Melbourne. Melbourne, in my opinion, even though um, they beat the uh, the Young Panthers with a lot of players missing 35-10, I think in the th- three last three outings haven't been quite the Melbourne Storm we're used to. Mm. Um, they're going for 18 in a row. When you have a long winning run, sometimes things just start to fray slightly and you need a restart or a reset. Uh, and so... Yeah, I think it's tricky. I think at the moment Melbourne have settled. You know, they've almost locked up. I mean, they're they're in the top four. It doesn't matter where you finish in that top four. They they're going to be comfortable playing anyone. Yeah. So they're treading water. They're playing a side tonight who are at, who this is the biggest game of Canberra's season. So all those things considered, while I think Melbourne win, I don't think it's a straightforward flogging that people think it's going to be. Okay. So I, I think it's a really interesting game. Yeah, I've got to agree with you, Matty. I think the. Raiders two weeks ago was the Raiders we're used to them coming out and leaving bruises with the opposition, whereas last week they got towed up. But you know, the big mm. guns are back for the uh, Melbourne Storm. Big uh, Nelson's coming off the bench. Yep, uh, it's going to be a fantastic uh, forwards battle. Yeah, it will be. That, that's the thing that Melbourne have got over other sides, but is just depth in key positions, and that gives you flexibility. Like if you go into the big games at the back end, like in in the finals. Craig has got the ability to um, uh, adjust tactically depending on the side before the game and during the game. He could sit there and go, right, how am I going to use Pappenhausen and Nico? I'll start with Nico this week. I'll hold Paps back till 10 minutes before half time, and rather than put him at fullback, I'll play him through the middle because that's where they're vulnerable. So there's all these different, you know, what am I going to do with Brandon and, and Harry Grant? Well, I'll tell you what I might do this week. I might start with Harry. You know, and then bring Brandon on as a middle forward after about 20 minutes. It's just they've just got flexibility. They can beat you three or four different ways. But I tell you what, if you're a Manly fan after last week, with you know, with Melbourne having lion's share of possession and and Manly being well and truly could have won that football game, that that's a great sign because everyone went into last week going, can Manly win it? Can't they? Uh, we're unsure. But mate, if you watch last week, then mate, they're they got title winning potential. Yeah, I've seen some miracles in my time, but. That scoreline at half time was verging on a miracle given what was happening in that first half. Matty, just before we let you go, Brooksy, um, the astute producer here yeah. with the drive shift, uh, on this day back in 2002, he's pointed out the Sharks beat the Knights 64 14. Now, you missed the game, but no, no mm-hmm. doubt your motivational tactics before that game played a part. Was, and Joey yes. played as well, so I'm not sure if you're going to remind your brother of that anytime I, soon. Do you, want to hear, do you want to hear a quick story in there if we get time? Yeah, 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 go for it. One minute. Right, so they we played them first of all up at um, up in Newcastle, mm-hmm. and um, they belted us. Um, he came into the sheds after the game with my two son. Uh, got grabbed my two sons, took them out of the night's dressing room. When I went in there, they were doing the team song, which I was filthy about. <laughs> and he was like, "Mate, relax. It's only a game." And so that game. I didn't play, but I'm standing there in the tunnel and Joey walks down and I look at him and he just walks straight past me into the dressing room. So I gave it two minutes and I walked in there and he was filthy. I said, mate, relax, man. It's only a game. He didn't take too kindly to it. <laughs> what were the two words that came out of his mouth next? I've got a fair idea one of them was off. Yeah, we, well, that's a, that's a daily occurrence with mine and Andrew's relationship. You know, but, uh, uh, yeah. He actually, you know, last week on Friday, Mate, work, working with him on a Friday in morning glory, you just forget like how much hard work he is. It's like, you know, <laughs> like you're trying to drag him up. Like, and so last week we we had a bit of a set to after uh, about a month ago he came on and he was just disgraceful. He was really bad. And I gave it to him on air, and then afterwards we had a serious chat. 
And last week he came on and he was really, really good. So he rang me today and he's like, mate, I've got some great ideas for tomorrow. And I said, mate, Brandy's on tomorrow. He goes, oh, that's right. I've got some things for the next week. So yeah, mate, just good on you. Let's just let's just see how you go. One week at a time, pal. So he's back. He's back. That's the main thing. Uh, he he he's back. He's back. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. Matty. Thanks for the chat. Uh, as always on a Thursday. Thanks to Four Pines Brewing Co. Uh, filled with great characters. Good luck with the show tonight and the show tomorrow morning as well. And um, yeah, have a good mm. one. Good on you, Adam. See you on Sunday, Spud. Look forward to it, mate. See you, bud. Yeah. See you, pal. Are you ready to experience the thrill? Berwick BMW is your destination to experience the range of BMW M&M performance models. Book your test drive with Neil Phillips and the super team at Berwick BMW today. LMCT 8953. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.